Welcome to Slush Fun Sports. This is the lunch break. I'm here with BK again, Brian. Brian's been actually pretty on fire. We did the podcast two days ago, and, and Brian's been been cooking, so I'm excited to, to hear what he has for today's slate. Uh, we got a pretty good one. Um, pretty good one. How many games are on today's slate? What like We have, we have an eight-gamer tonight. Eight-gamer. So, yeah. So this should be a good one. We've already got some big news already. Um, so let's get dive right into it. Uh, BK, what do you think uh, are the big injury bits that we got to monitor? Uh, to monitor, uh, well, Atlanta again. You know, a bunch of guys are questionable. So the same guys from Wednesday. You know, Trey and Bogey. Now Capella's questionable. Um, we have all those wings are still out. So definitely watch Atlanta for that. Um, otherwise, we got to get our news about Kemba being out officially. We got our KD is resting tonight. So that that's some huge news right there. Then the other one, you wouldn't make me think of it as big, but unless it's changed, I saw that Royce O'Neal is questionable. And that's another mouth, you know, out of the Utah lineup if he's out. I would just jack up, you know, a guy like Niang, you know, to be even more – so, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point for sure. I mean, we already have Connolly out, so um, mm-hmm. and and uh, Mitchell is out too. So it looks like we're going to go back to the Utah Jazz tonight, right? I think so. And there are there are a couple of good spots. And I'll tell you the, the Fanduel pricing, man. There are some sweet spots. Like, oh, forgot the biggest one, biggest injury. We got to watch Giannis. Oh, I that's him, true. I expect him to be out. That's why I kind of didn't think about it as one to monitor, but it's not official yet. No, it's not official yet. But he did not return to uh, yesterday's game, so that's kind of that's kind of leading me to think that he's going to be out. So uh, tonight at the point guard position, uh, who do you would you like to prioritize around? Man, as I, I told you guys earlier, it's t- that KD news made it tough because we can only do two. And right to the top, you know, Ru- Russ is always in play. Always in play with Russ. Then you've got Kyrie and Dame, you know, in, in a match for each other with a 240 total. Kyrie with no KD or Harden. You know, obvious major usage there. And then we have, the, we have Dame at 8K. And the only reason why Dame keeps dropping is because Portland has been involved in blowouts the last couple of games. So he's not getting his value. But his per minute, you know, rates are fine. If he gets a normal 35-minute run, he will obliterate that AK price, especially versus versus Brooklyn. So, you know, my first thoughts was those three. Then the more I dug, you've got Drew sitting there at 7.3. And Giannis is out, and the Bucks don't pull one of their rest everybody games. 7.3 with no Giannis versus the Bulls. I mean, coming off an absolute heater last night. I mean, he that could be a great spot as well. So those are my four that I'm kind of sifting through. Yeah, I tend to I tend to agree with you. We have to oblige to put in Russell Westbrook in there, just because if we do, if we don't cover ourselves, we're just going to get killed by him. So we're going to mm-hmm. throw Russ in there. I'm not going to. I'm probably not going to end up rostering uh, him, but I do want to point out that. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is in a pretty nice spot as well. So 
Um, I think that he's another guy that if you're not able to, if you want to go and prioritize elsewhere, I'm not sure why you would because literally point guard has four guys that might end up being the top scorer tonight um, that we've already kind of named. So I I think that he might be in play as well. Um, There's just a lot of different options. I think Cole Anthony in a sneaky pace up matchup might be in play. Um, I, but to me, it's like you look across the board, you're going to want to spend up at point guard for sure. Yeah, I think so. And we could also mention Garland. If Sexton is out again, Garland 7.8K, you know, versus the Wizards. That's a you know nice pace up spot, and he's been killing it lately. So without Sexton, there's still the other six, seven bodies are out. You know, Garland could, you know, blow through that price as well. Yeah, he definitely could. I think that um, it's tough for me to to try and, and figure out who to play at point guard tonight because it's just like there's so many different options. And this is kind of the night where if you're uh, looking at putting in a lot of lineups, so this is the night to do it and differentiate yourself at point guard uh, would be key because you have so many different options. I mean, you could do a combination. Obviously, I think – if you're going to look at it, if Giannis is out, the chalk is holiday. Um, no question. I think the other chalk will probably be uh, Damian Lillard. If he's not chalk, then I'd be surprised because that game should be relatively close and a high scoring one. Um, so it's basically pick your poison. If you have enough to, to afford Kyrie, you go and play him uh, over Lillard. But if you can't like AK Lillard is, is going to be a really great play. Um, I think that this is going to be where do you want to kind of prioritize it? If you're in the big, the big tournament, you know, I think Dennis Schroeder could be an interesting option to pair with a holiday because that saves you a ton of salary to go spend up elsewhere. And you're ended up playing, in my opinion, Dennis Schroeder is the best, uh, you know, value that could blow up out of anyone else. Like I think he is uh, the most in line, especially if AD is back. They're going to have so, such a big, uh, you know, presence into AD and trying to stop him defensively. I think it allows for Schroeder uh, against a team that's really bad against, the, you know, the guard position to have a good night. Now, Schroeder, he does have the Q tag. Is that just the Lakers doing their, you know, cover my, cover their asses? You know, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's covering. He's probable, and Anthony Davis is also probable, so – um, assuming that both of them play and they're not going to scratch them late minute, uh, I think that that is they'll both play. So I'm playing as if they're both playing. Um, I hear you on Garland. I think you you can get creative here. Um, oh, and we just got big big news. Okay, big news yeah. just came over the the docket just a second ago. Um, LeBron James got upgraded to be in a, a, a game time decision tonight. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play him because you don't know what kind of minutes he's gonna be, but he's gonna be back soon, and he might even play tonight. So that's kind of big news in general. But to stay on topic, I think that uh, you got a lot of different options at the point guard position, um, and it's kind of where do you want to spend? Um, that's all I have for point guard, unless you have anything else. Yeah. If for any any reason, if you're obliged to dumpster dive a point guard, the only one I would go down to is Pritchard at 4.1K. You know, without, yeah, without, he can get there versus San Antonio. But I'm with you. I'm I'm not, I'm spending up at point guard tonight for sure. 
Yeah, 100%. I'm spending up. I'm not I'm not chasing a big Pritchard game. Uh, I think that there's a lot of uh, usage between Brown and Tatum. So if you're gonna if you're looking to dumpster dive at point guard, I think you could probably dumpster dive elsewhere, um, in others, you know, in other spots. So uh, let's move on to the shooting guard position. I think it's very simply like the chalk is Jordan Clarkson, uh, in my opinion, and Lou Williams, but neither one of which kind of scares me uh, to play. You know, not to play them. I think that they're both really great plays. Um, and I think that they're the premier ones in the shooting guard position, and I, I'll find myself uh, playing a ton of both. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm with you on those. Lou got put to, to 5.8K. I, yeah, that one's Lou's interesting because that game could go sideways, just like the one on Wednesday. You know, they, they up against each other. Now Lou got the bump. And yeah, I mean, I think if all those guys are out again, lose definitely in play. If, I think if one of those guys is back, whether it's Trey or Bogdanovich, either one of those guys is in, I'm probably off Lou. Um, like the Clarkson call. I'll tell you the, one, the, the guy I like that was shooting guard a lot tonight. You were all over him on Wednesday, and I don't think it worked out, but it was a good call, and I like it tonight, is Booker. Booker at 7.5. Um, I think is really interesting. This and you know Phoenix wants this game. This is for the one seed out west. So yeah, I think he'll get all the run. You know my thoughts on Utah's defense. They're good, but they're not. You know the brick wall people think they are. They're playing faster. I think seven point five books got a a path to really pay off for us tonight. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he he does have a really good shot of of paying off that price. Um, I just went back and reviewed the. Uh, Philadelphia Atlanta game that they played uh, just a second ago, um, I believe on Wednesday. And guess how many shots Lou Williams had compared to Goodwin? Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess who, who had more shots. Oh, gee, the fact you're asking me, maybe, maybe me think is now it's Goodwin. Yeah, that's the crazy part about it is the entire starting lineup that they had. Solomon Hill was in that too. Each had above 11 shots. Lou had seven the entire game. So, I mean, like, if he's not going to shoot, like, I'm kind of be a little bit wary of it. But I think that he's just going to go out and, and, and have to be old school Lou in order for them to to really be competitive in that game. And, and you kind of – you take shots on hot Lou. And when it pays off, it pays off in numbers and it pays off pretty big. So – I think he's a guy that you can you can definitely count on if all those those guys are out. Um, if all those guys are not out, yeah, I think you you can look at at the different options. Um, obviously, I think that Devin Booker is always in a good spot, and he's way too cheap for his price, like way way too cheap. Um, so I think he's in a good spot. Um, I know that you kind of were you were on the Dylan Brooks train uh, mm-hmm. a couple nights ago. Um, I think that this game in Orlando is kind of scary for a blowout, so I'm not exactly sure on him. Uh, well, but I will let me, say – Let me interrupt. Here's the reason why I wouldn't mind going back to Brooks tonight. Well, two reasons. A, he's down to 5.4. So he dropped 100 bucks. B, Grayson Allen is either doubtful or out. I saw – I've seen two different reports. Doubtful. So, Okay. So – 
that could be a little more usage for Brooks, possibly. And the game blows out. I think Brooks is the reason why it does. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be scared of Brooks tonight. Yeah, I'm not going to play him. I, I don't like anything on Orlando. I don't think the game is going to be competitive. And for that reason, I'm not going to play anyone on Memphis, really. Um, I will say this. I, I think Landry Shamit is in a, a yes. actually a really good spot. to If he plays 30 minutes at that four four 4.5 price tag, like that's a pretty safe 25 points uh, to me. Even if KD is out and, and everything else, you obviously see – a bump in usage to a different uh, multitude of areas. Obviously, the biggest benefactor is Kyrie. Um, you're going to see Jeff Green get a bump, um, and you're going to see, I believe, whoever plays the the power. Oh, you're going to see Harris, and then you're going to see um, Green and Claxton, if he's playing, uh, get a bump. But I also think Shamit has been pretty consistent over the last couple of games, um, and they're going to need someone to take shots. And there's going to be a lot of shots to go around. So if those get distributed to Shamit, he might end up with a 30-point spot. And at 4.5, you'll take that every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he's in a pretty good – if you're going to dumpster dive, that's the best dumpster dive option uh, at at shooting guard, in my opinion. The other, other one is I think that we need to keep monitoring this. This probably won't happen today. Um, and it probably won't happen, you know, soon. But Terrence Ross is 3.9. He's doubtful in today's game. But when he's back, if he's 3.9, you just lock him in. Like, that is a surefire above 15 shots a game. You're getting all those opportunities. If he gets hot and he gets going, like, you're going to find yourself at that price point, like, looking at a huge payday because – he can easily 10x that price, like easy. So the FanDuel algorithm keeps pushing him down, and the more they push him down, the more I want to play him when he's back. No question. But he uh, probably won't be tonight, but that would be the only other dumpster dive option unless you see anyone else. Um, well, I would monitor San Antonio. You had Vassell and Walker are both the minimum, so whichever one starts, if one, I'd imagine one of them starts at the two guard. Uh, could be worth a flyer if you're so inclined to dumpster dive. Otherwise, um, only guy we didn't mention is back up in the mid-range, though. I have a little bit of interest in Marcus Smart at 6.4. Again, with no Kemba, so he's going to have more ball-handling duties. And San Antonio, we talked about on Wednesday, they're, uh, they're a sneaky pace-up. You know, they, they play a little faster than we're used to from them. So Smart could pay off at 6.4. And we have Clarkson right there at $100 less. Probably the better play, but you talk about differentiating smart could be a way to do that. Yeah. You're definitely going to have to differentiate uh, from, I mean, if you're looking at it from the point guard position, uh, obviously we, we identified who the chalk was and drew holiday. Um, we know that Clarkson is going to be the chalk there for tonight. Like there's no, no advanced buts about it. And if they fail, you know, you're going to see yourself going past a lot of names. Um, so I think smart is a good option off of that that leverage point of of Clarkson so I think that they're both in good spots I love playing Gary Harris but I don't like playing Gary Harris when he's this price Um, I like him when he's in the 4k range but now he's almost 6k I'm probably not gonna uh, click his button tonight Um, obviously Mm -hmm. 
like for whatever reason, FanDuel brought up Okoro's price by almost a thousand, and that was my favorite dumpster dive play uh, in general. But now that uh, I'm not sure, does Cleveland have numbers again, or are they going to be? Are they going to? No, they're uh, down. They're, they're, the, they're the same as Wednesday, night, except that Sexton may play. I read that he's got maybe one more, um, one more protocol, concussion protocol hurdle to clear. But he went through shoot around, so he's fine. Whatever that final test is, comes this afternoon. So, so if, if so, if do you have any interest in him tonight in a you know a game that should be pretty pacey? I know he's eight K, and I know it's like. But if Sexton plays, I'm not going to play Garland. Um, I mean, Sexton might be a little bit interesting, uh, depending upon – I mean, it's a concussion. He has to be in shape. But do you have any interest if he plays? No, not in either one. I don't – I think at AK, I think that upside is pretty capped because we've talked about this. I mean, me not being biased, as you guys might think, but he's a scorer. Very few peripherals, so – you know, maybe a few assists and a few rebounds he falls into, maybe looks into a steal. But we, we need 30 out of Sexton to even have a chance of him paying off 8K. And, I mean, definitely could happen. But I think there are better options than that. Yeah, I mean, the only reason is, that, like, I'm, like, looking at it on paper. It's, it's the Wizards. So that game could very well easily be, like, a 130 to 140 game. Like, and it stays close. and it's just to me, it's like, who's going to have to guard Russ and who's going to, you know, those two are just going to be running up and down the court all night long. Um, I think that they're going to have to match each other in some sense. So that's the only reason why I would consider it, but I'm probably not going to click his name. I'd rather play Booker to your point. Um, I'd rather play McCollum. I'd rather play Clarkson. I'd rather play uh, smart. I'd rather play Lou than Sexton tonight, but I was curious to get your thoughts. On uh, on some of these Cleveland guys, um, that's all I have for the shooting guard position. Unless you, I'll you tell you what, anything you, else, you gave me a nice segue here without even realizing it because you may have been reading my mind. So we didn't mention Beal oh, at yeah. nine. Now, if we fade Russ, which I think might be the move, the last time these guys played is when Russ had his like one down game, you know, for his standards recently, and Beal went off. And I think it's because I didn't watch a lot of it. I think a Coro spend more time on Russ than anyone else. And Okoro, we know Okoro can defend. So if he's going to defend Russ, they got no one to guard Beal. I think that's where Beal got his freedom and got his points, you know, on the game on Sunday. So so he went 33-6-3-1 for 45, which um, that's a pretty pretty good game. They priced him up since then. Uh, they started to price up Beal significantly since the, uh, you know, since his last five games. But um, if he's going to get the, you know, the, the bulk, the lion's share of the usage, you obviously go to Bradley Beal because he could blow that price out of the water. And I, I think he hasn't done this very often, but like he easily can get into the 60s. So obviously Bradley Beal is a, is a, uh, I agree with you. I, is an obvious candidate to, to go out there and spend up on. Yeah, and they're and they're absolutely going for it. You know, the Wizards are hot and they're right on the cusp. I think I think they're in the tenth spot, or but they're right there on the border of that play and they want it. So, 
if the game does blow out, it's because I think because Beal and Russ had huge hands in it. So I mean, yeah, where we're a blowout because if it does happen, it means Beal got his probably. Yeah, I I, I would agree with you. I think the the playoff kind of seeding uh, is important to to monitor right now because that's going to be like so right now the the Chicago Bulls are the odd team looking out, um, but they they're not out of it per se. Um, and the Wizards have to win. The Bulls have to win. Um, and then obviously, like the teams like the Warriors on the other side have to win. New Orleans has to win. Sacramento can't. I mean, like unless they they get really hot, they they're gonna have to figure it out. But um, I think the more important thing to monitor is some of these play-in uh, teams, like some of these play-in. So like the seven seed is by Portland. And Dallas is above them with one game. So that, to me, makes me think that Portland tonight is going to have to show out, um, which maybe it's like we're, we're sitting here and thinking, okay, maybe we should play Dame. Maybe we should play CJ uh, and some of these Blazers guys because it's going to be a pace-up matchup. And the Nets really don't have anything to play for, to be honest with you. Like, they've already secured – They've already secured a playoff spot. Like whether or not they play, uh, you know, the winner of the, I guess the playing tournament kind of dictates that. Whether they play Charlotte or whether they play like the Pacers or Washington, you know, that that doesn't really matter as much to me. No, uh, in my opinion, I think they're looking the next round. They want that one seed so you can avoid Milwaukee and Philadelphia. You know, those three teams, two and three, are going to play each other. So I think the, I think you want that one seed to play what, either the Knicks or the Hawks in that four spot in the second round. Yeah. So that game that game should be highly competitive and should have a lot of points. So, um, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we're, we're kind of sleeping on some of these uh, uh, on some of these Portland players, but I, th- I think CJ is now in play. Um, Colin Sexton just got – is now a game-time decision tonight. So we, that doesn't really help us. Just no. got announced. Um, anyways, let's move on to the small forward. Uh, and I think that, you know, having that kind of knowledge, um, I think that's, is going to help us, uh, dramatically with some of these small forward, because small forward tonight is, is going to be kind of a tricky one. Obviously you can go to jingles. Um, I think that healed getting a thousand dollar price bump makes him, like I was so excited to play healed tonight, but now that he got a thousand price bump from his game uh, last game where he went for 47, that to me is like, okay, seven K I could fit in so many better six K plays uh, than him at that price. But it's Middleton. If Giannis is out very simply, the chalk is Middleton. Uh, if Giannis is out, the chalk's going to be angles. Uh, and you might see some, some ownership spread around, uh, different areas like Harris or um, even Bogdanovich. So who are you kind of prioritizing in the small forward position? Yeah, I am zoned on, on the chalk. I'm Middleton and Jingles. That's I'm like laser sharp focused there on those two. Um, if you want to get a little weird, a little different, Kyle Anderson, 5.5K with no Grayson Allen. Um, he can get there for us plenty of – you know, auxiliary stats, peripherals for him there. Um, 
otherwise, there's really not not much else. I will say this: if we get any news on on no limits, we got Rui Hachimura in there at four point one k against what's left of the Cavs front court. If he but, if he doesn't if he doesn't get the I don't think he's getting limits. Uh, I looked I looked at his last two games, played thirty one and twenty nine. So. That's actually a good, good little interesting tidbit. He hasn't like performed all that well over the past month. He's been getting minutes, um, but the guy could easily go for thirty, um, yeah. given the right kind of conditions. So I like that call. Thank you. And I'm trying to what else. If you and if you want to go below Rui again, I, I, I I'm saying right now for me it's Middleton Ingles unless something crazy happens. Even if Giannis plays. Milton 7.2 is against the Bulls. I, I like it regardless. If you want to go below Rui, Harkless is sitting there at 3.6. And again, without Grayson Allen, Justice Winslow, 3.6. And also, I'm sorry, uh, Jaron Jackson's out as well tonight for the Grizzlies. So you have another body down. So Winslow could get there at 3.6. That's pretty That's pretty interesting. I have a, I have a fun little fact for you. Um, we have never seen anyone uh, – we've seen a, a ton of players that are really, really good end up in the 40, 50, 90 club. But we have a chance for someone to end up in the 50, 50, 100 club. Um, <laughs> do you know who that player is? 50, 50, 100? Okay. Yeah. Are we in small forward still? We are in small forward. Man, only guess would be Joe Harris. Nope. I have no idea. Tony Snell. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Is he if he, if he doesn't, he he's not going to meet the minimum shot requirements for it. But yeah, he is. He, he's he actually is fifty fifty one hundred club right now, and he hasn't played half the year pretty much. So. <laughs> <laughs> kind of interesting little bit there. Hey, Stone Cold, if uh, all those Hawks are out. I know. Yeah, well, let's lock them in. <laughs> Do it, Tony Snell. They... Hell no. I'm not I'm playing him. I'm going to get started as soon as this podcast is over. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I think we also have to know the Bogdanovich news. Uh, I yes. think if, you're, if we know that, that Giannis is out, Middleton's the play. But if Giannis is in, I mean, I'd, I'd lean towards healed over Middleton. Um, and if Bogdanovich is in, uh, I mean, hamstrings are so tricky. But if he's in, I would lean towards Bogdanovich. Um, so that's kind of my order of things. Like Middleton's right now the best small forward. But if Giannis is in, he goes down to four. Um, and I like healed and Bogdanovich more. Yeah, um, I, I'm just trying to imagine a world where Giannis plays because he was – Questionable or probable coming to last night, even. So I can just see Budenholzer be like, "Yeah, I, I, I messed up. Let's not make it. Not, let's not risk anything worse." In this whole yeah, I can't imagine him playing. Yeah, I can't imagine him either. So it's easily Middleton. And if Bogdanovich plays, I think that makes him a, a like it all depends because he took one night off, the hamstring. He may get another night off, but if he plays. He just becomes, you know, the second best option. And his, you know, GTD tag, game time decision tag, that to me will scare off some ownership. So 
I might be interested in, in playing Bogdanovich tonight uh, just because it's it's purely like you're going to have to go and, and be different because I, I'll guarantee you this, and this kind of segues uh, into the next position. I'll guarantee you this. If, you know, everything, you know, goes this way, Anthony Davis, Jordan Clarkson, and uh, who else was there? And Drew Holiday and Middleton. Those four guys are going to be in at least 40% of all lineups in a tournament. For those four guys. I'll go out on a limb and say that. That every, you know, out of every contest out there, 40% of lineups will have those four guys in it. Totally. I think, I think I'm going to add Dame to that as well. I really think 8K Dame in a, you know, the Brooklyn bump, I think he's right there with him. Yeah, I think very, very, very like chalky type plays, like very chalky. But they are in these amazing spots, so it's not like they're they're chalk that's gonna fail. So it's it's where you're going to be different, um, as opposed to, you know, knowing that those guys are in good spots and they're gonna do well. Who's gonna be that the extra low owned guy that's gonna get you past a couple of those lineups? Um, is key. And to me, you know, this power forward position is a great opportunity to figure out where you can go and be, you know, a little bit contrarian. Because right now, there's just a multitude of injuries where you can go and pay down uh, and find some value. Um, yep. Okeke's out. Um, you're going to have, obviously, the Cleveland, the Cleveland narratives out. Claxton's out for tonight. Um, so I think a lot of ownership is going to go to to Jeff Green as well. And I don't know if you're looking too hard, but Covington is at 4K again. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I was about to say, when you mentioned the Portland guys earlier, really, I was holding my tongue because, yeah, there there are some very intriguing pay-down spots at power forward, and Covington is one of them for sure. Um, you mentioned Green for sure. I'll tell you, I mean – we can go from the top down. Obviously, AD is a great play. He's a he's a GPP winner tonight if he hits because he'll probably be about 10%, especially with the LeBron news, which we probably won't get a definite until after lock. So I think we're going to see. I, I actually think AD can be low owned now, now that we can do that just because of that LeBron news and that AD has yet to really get there for us. I think yeah. it's a shot. Yeah, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can buy into that one. I think okay. AD will be probably in the twenty percent or above, um, just because it's Sacramento. Uh, people are starting to figure out the trend: centers versus Sacramento, bigs against Sacramento. That's been the theme, and you're gonna need a late night hammer. Like that's just kind of how it goes. Um, if you're building lineups, have someone in the late game. And that's tonight's late night hammer. I mean, LeBron being upgraded to me, I don't think they're they're going to roll out, you know, ankle sprain LeBron for thirty plus minutes. So AD should be in a really great spot. Um, yeah, I so agree. I just it's how much do, does does everyone else kind of factor in? You know, I I think I think AD will be pretty highly owned, but that's where we we're going to disagree. Um, and we'll see what ends up happening. But we can both agree that AD is the play at power forward. I think so. But, man, there are some really good ones. Let me, let me rattle off some of my, my favorites that are down below. I mean, 
you got to mention Tatum, 9.4, but I'm not sold on that one. Tobias is 6.9 against the, against the Hawks. That's, I, I like that one. Um, Rocco, hey, if Giannis is out, we got 4.8 Bobby Portis in a revenge game as well. You know, that, you know he's pretty vengeful versus Chicago. So actually, actually Portis doing things. Let's go even further down. Um, we got 4.2 Marvin Bagley, who's making his return. And if I remember correctly, it was a hand injury, right? The not bad. Yeah. So his conditioning shouldn't be as as rough as maybe some other people come back from injuries from lower body. So Bagley 4.2. Man, that won't take much for him to get to pay that off, even in a tough matchup. Um, mentioned, you know, Niang earlier, 4K. And he started, he started and put up 30 points. You know, well, everyone went off for Sacramento, but you know, he was already starting. Now if you knock out – if Royce ends up being out, you know, you got, you got even more usage possibly there. Um, going further, I mean, somewhere Eddie's ears are going to be burning, man. His boy Laurie Markinen, 3.8. That's – you know, it may just be a name play. That seems awfully low for Markinen. He can get there. I think. And then if he ends up playing at the stone cold minimum, Jay Crowder. I mean, that, that's, that, I mean, I'm, I'm missing something, but he's the absolute minimum. So we got some, yeah, I mean like the algorithm kind of paced him down because the last three games that he had, he went nine points, 15, 17, and then four zero. So the algorithms paced him down. Like he's not playing. Um, but he's just been hurt. So Jake Crowder is a really great option. Uh, if he plays tonight, that's, that's one that you have to monitor as well. Um, closer to lock. I, t- I tend to agree with you on all these. Um, and I think that power four is where you can make a little bit of uh, a, an interesting kind of move. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see because with the, you know, we talked about Jeff Green of, and who else gets a bump with KD being out. I mean, Alizé Johnson with KD in was a a beast last night. So, um, and they're going to have to figure out, and they signed him to the end of the season, correct? So uh, they're rolling with him. And with KD being out, they're going to be strapped at the forward position already with Claxton, KD. um, And I mean, they haven't really been bringing DeAndre Jordan around too much. So Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be interesting to see how Brooklyn uh, rotates tonight. But I could see, you know, Johnson getting some minutes, and he's the cold minimum. So it's a, it's like a free punt. If he gets 15 points, you're fine. Um, but if right. he doesn't, like, you know, obviously that was a bad play. But if he gets above 15, you're you're looking at a really nice, really nice pay down spot there. So and I, I think he's one of. Yeah, I read earlier to his per minute. He has a phenomenal per minute rate. Even and that's even when those big three guys have played. Yeah, you know, that's he, true. Like a 1.35, I thought I saw point per minute guy in a decent sample size, not just, you know, last game. So. Uh, that's true. And that's all I got for the power forward position. Power forward is where you can definitely uh, mm-hmm. differentiate your lineup. So so look to differentiate there. Um, moving yeah. on to the, the center position, unless you got anything else. Yeah, I got one more mention as my, you know, as the obligatory Cleveland guy here. Yeah, the last game. Kevin Love, I believe, went for 35 fantasy points. And he shot like two for 11. 
So he was getting rebounds left and right. Um, I think he actually you know, he walked in a couple steals. But two for 11 shooting, 35 fantasy points. All right. He's 5.7 tonight. And again, playing the Wizards. And I mean, the, the, you know, the Cavs rolled him out. He played a ton of minutes because he had to. So who knows if they give him the minutes again tonight, he could blow that 5.7 K price out of the water. If he gets a few more shots. Yeah. I, he's going to be a, a really great play. I mean, I think the Cavs will give him that minutes. Like they have no, they have no reason not to, you know, it's like, Obviously, with everything that happened with him, I think it was just a lot of just frustration and culmination of everything that he's been through. But I think we we're going to see for the you know the rest of this season more of the vintage Kevin Love that we're used to. Um, obviously, he was cold two for ten from three. But if he's going if you're going to give him ten three pointers, I mean he knocks down four of them or more with ten rebounds. You're looking at a twenty and ten game, easy out of Kevin Love, and that's thirty points plus peripherals. Yeah, sign me up for that. So I think Kevin Love's a pretty easy and safe bet uh, to end up, uh, you know, meeting his price and, and exceeding it. So I, I really agree with you there. Um, that's one of the ones that I was going to say for my, my Kanye gut feeling. Um, I was hiding it a little bit, uh, <laughs> as well as a couple other options. So uh, BK brought it out early, but I respect it. Hey, the, more uh, but... do, the more interesting we're getting, the more we do this. Yeah, true. And, true Nelson, sure. and I know you're kind of a gut feeling. There's no re- no reason needed for it, but I will give one reason too. I think the Cavs are going to try to showcase him for an off-season trade. I mean, they want him out of there so bad with that contract holding him down. So I think they're going to give him every chance to to look good and up that value. Yeah, I agree with that. And they'll eventually go to the right spot. I mean, it's just who's going to pay that price for him. Um, that's the, the bigger question, you know, so he's going to get showcased and that's probably the conversation that they had. Like, we know you're frustrated here, but if you play well towards the end of the season, we could get you to a better team kind of thing. So yeah, I, I'm totally on board with that. Um, I think that, uh, the center position tonight is a really interesting place to get, uh, you know, even some, a little bit more diversity. Um, let's start with the chalk though. I wholeheartedly believe that Jared Allen will be the chalk uh, tonight based off of his previous performance. Um, And he's getting an even better matchup and he's so cheap that you can fit in all these other people. So I think he's probably going to be the chalk in my opinion tonight. Um, I also think you're going to see lots of different options that you can play. I think Drummond is in a really great spot. I think, you know, anytime Sacramento plays a center, true center, I think that if he gets and LeBron plays tonight, every let's let's say everything works out this way, right? AD, LeBron, and Drummond all play on the same lineup. They gotta play him thirty minutes to get some time. They're gonna have to give all three of them uh, minutes in order to to try to mesh together before the playoffs. If that happens against Sacramento, they could score one hundred and forty points. You could put all three of them in your lineup and you could be looking at a really good payday. So I love Drummond tonight because he could easily get 50 points if he plays 30 minutes and he's 7K. So right there off the bat, you know, you're looking at 7X. I, I, he could even go for like, 
we've seen Drummond go off in certain games, especially with the Pistons. I, I, you know, tonight I think Drummond is the, the center that I'm going to prioritize around. Um, my second prioritization would probably be around J-Val, only because he's the guy that wins tournaments, and he's 6'8 against Wendell Carter Jr. defense. Uh, yeah, sign me up for Memphis, giving the ball down low to Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah, that be- Jonas was – I think him and Dame are 1-1A one one in my lineup starting for the exact reason you gave. The guy's a walking double-double, you know, playing Carter defense. We just got to hope the game stays close enough. Um, but, again, if it does, I, I it's 6.8K, I think he gets there, you know, no matter what. And if the game stays close somehow, I, I think he eviscerates that price. So I, I love Joe Bell tonight. Love, love, love him. Yeah, me too. I think we're 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 the uh, the podcast is the the fan club for Jonas Valanciunas. So we, we've already established it. Eddie's on board. You know, uh, we love him as a point per minute player. He always just finds his way. It's like I've seen. He's the one center that I can tell you that you can win tournaments with him in the lineup. Like there's so many times where I've seen him in the winning lineup because he scores 40 points or more very consistently. And if he's going to be 6'8K, you know, I, I'm on board for that. Um, I also think Allen is in a really strong spot as well, to be fair. Um, and then everything else, it's like I just gave you three centers that you should prioritize around. Um, if you're not going to prioritize around those guys, you can look at Nurkic. Uh, you can look down and maybe play someone like a Brook Lopez. Um, however, I wouldn't necessarily recommend Brooke Lopez. Uh, I would necessarily recommend those guys that we mentioned earlier. Um, as far as any of the other spend down options, you really shouldn't spend down at this position uh, at all. But you can play Robert Williams if you want to. Um, it's up to you. You know, I, I'd say spend up, though. Yeah, I, I agree. But I think that mid-range is fine, Matt. MB to 10.2 is that I mean, I just were they've been just annihilating teams lately. So I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for a closer spread, a closer game to play Embiid. So that he, he keeps you know coming up short, and that price can stay right around 10k. Um, Vooch at 9k. Um, if he, he's questionable, but if he plays, that's a pretty nice spot for him. It should be a pace up versus Milwaukee. Milwaukee is not a good rebounding team. So, so Vooch. Vooch got upgraded to probable, so um, if he there, yeah, like you said, Milwaukee's not a good rebounding team. He's definitely in play for sure. Mm-hmm. I just I think, would rather play those mid range, but I like so, Vooch. And I'm going to mention Gobert. I think you know he's pretty safe at 8K. You know, Aiden doesn't scare me on the on the other side. So I think Gobert is pretty safe, especially with the guys missing, but. I think that upside is capped unless he's one of those crazy, you know, six, seven block games. You know, Gobert just feels pretty safe, but yeah, I'm, I'm all on team Jovell unless I mean crazy, you know, breaks later on. Yeah. I tend to agree with you and that. That's all I got for the center position. Unless you got anything else. Nope. I'm good. Nope. All right. Let's go into the Kanye gut feelings. I already, I already kind of gave mine. Um, I get mine about Kevin Love. I think Kevin Love's in a 
a really great spot. Um, my gut feeling is that tonight you're going to have to be uh, very unique. Um, obviously, get those core guys in there, get Middleton, get AD, uh, and get um, Dame in there if you can, and figure a way to be unique from there. Obviously, probably Bobby Portis is going to be chalk, but I think that Portland is a team that you want to prioritize um, in your lineups. Um, but I think that tonight I am going to go with uh, a very off-wall kind of a pick there. And my off-wall pick is I, I really generally believe that you don't have to play um, Drew Holiday tonight. I know it's kind of going to be interesting. The Chicago Bulls are bad against guards and, and, and whatnot, but I think there's so many different options at point guard. You can get away with not playing Holiday, uh, and you can use that ownership that Holiday would have and leverage against it and play like Dame and Kyrie together, you know, for example. So I'm going to say you don't necessarily need to play Drew Holiday. That's my Kanye gut feeling. I agree. I like that call a lot, especially of Middleton for hundred bucks less at a much weaker position. I think that's a great call by you. Um, and I'm with you. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling pretty chalky tonight, but if I had to go one sort of, I don't know how off the wall this is, but I'm looking at Marcus smart is just kind of sticking out to me. You know, it's 6.4 and he'll be getting that ball. A lot of the ball handling duty, you know, in a not, not a tough matchup, to be honest, for San Antonio. I I could see him paying that off and then some tonight. So Marcus Smart's my gut fun, my gut feeling. That's that's a pretty good gut feeling, and um, I think let's uh, wrap it up with you know some of the uh, your three favorites, three favorite spend ups, three favorite mid range, three favorite dumpster dives. Um, if you want to go first, I'll let you go first. I'll go first, and to be honest, when the payups are tough. I mean, we're talking over, we're talking eight k or above, right? Or, or is it nine k? Eight k or above. All right. Well, I guess Dame has to be the first one there, sitting there at eight k exactly. Um, be one. I'll uh, say AD is two, and then hmm, I'm gonna go with Vooch as my third. Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. And right. some of the mid-range. The mid. All right. Mid, let's go with uh, let's go with Booker, Valanchunas, and Middleton. And then dumpster dives. Dumpster dives. Let's see. Um guys probably like in three in three positions. Is that are we going below four K or is it, is it below five K? Below five K. Below 5K. All right, give me Rui at 4.1. Um, I'll take Niang at 4K. Oh, then I guess, okay, it feels like cheating, but Portis, 4.8. No, those are some pretty good options. Um, my high end, uh, I will go with uh, AD, Kyrie, um, and I will also take Dame as well. Uh, it seems like Dame's in a really good spot. My mid-range, uh, I'm going to say Jordan Clarkson. Um, and then I'm going to go with Booker. 
And uh, I'm going to go with uh, Andre Drummond as my other mid-range option. Uh, some of the dumpster dives that I'm going to feature, I'm going to steal Rui from you. Um, I think Rui is it's a really great option to save some cash on um, tonight, and, and he should be in a really great spot. Um, I am also just, you know, trying to prioritize around some of these really low – uh, 3.5 K guys that are in the shooting guard position, um, that we were talking about earlier. Um, so I will probably say that, um, my dumpster dive additional is, I'm blanking right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll say my dumpster dive is Lori Markinen at 3.8 K seems like a pretty good spot. And I guess this counts, but Covington is 4.9. So I meet the bare minimum there at, at uh, power forward. So uh, that's all I got. 